The following content is rated N17. That means any niggas above the age of 17, any niggas below the age of 17, must have parental supervision. Start the show. Listen, what if you're exactly the age of 17? Uh, it's at your discretion. Just be warned. Like you, you know, Roll the dice if you want to. Um, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And I'm very fond of the weather that we're having right now. Right? For the, the two or three weeks that we'll have it. Like the 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 mosquito content has decreased Ooh. dramatically. Ooh. I can sit. I can sit in. A, I can sit on my porch again. I can sit on my porch without having to have yard guard ready at all times. I got windows open. <sighs> windows can open. No again? screens. Oh man, that's when you live in the life, bro. Man, hit the, hit that shit with the air horns, fam. Yes. This good and what I love about because honestly my favorite weather is rainy weather, so it's like it, so it, it's like the good feeling weather is always going to be preceded by is always going to be kind of introduced by the by a hot, good hard rain. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just my my season all around. I love this shit. Um, and again, I love. Being able to sit outside without the smell of yard guard, uh, te- real Texas niggas know. Yeah, um, is episode one fifty nine. One fifty nine. It's going down. Shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here? <laughs> y'all haven't tapped out yet. Uh, I guess y'all can hang. <laughs> This is a lot of Negro centric content. I'll say drinking with your drinking and talking shit with your boys. Yeah. If you didn't tap out before, you ain't tapping out anytime soon. I'm sorry. It, is that a picture of Common and Gil Scott Heron? Yeah, I'll speak on this in a second when you get to another segment. Okay. Fair enough. Um shout out to the day one listeners, shout out to the last day listeners. Maybe you sick of <laughs> maybe you're just sick of this shit all around. <clears throat> maybe you just came back after a twenty episode absence. Um, you yeah. haven't missed shit. <laughs> Whatever shit we were talking, whenever you left, <laughs> I guarantee you is the same shit we are talking today. Yeah. Just don't be mistaken. Um, uh, shout out to, let's see, do I have any special shout outs this week? Oh, okay. So not really a retraction, but a correction. I have to, I have to do this publicly. Uh-oh. Uh, anything I do privately, I try to do publicly. Just to stay above ground because I'm a real nigga. Um, I shouted out um, our uh, big titty friends from the Ladies Lair podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I must have been jokingly mentioning that they were Brooklyn, that they were big titty Brooklyn chicks, 
And somehow I always gravitate to big titty Brooklyn chicks. <laughs> First of all, is that a bad thing? No, okay. no, it is not. Um, but I I do have to stand corrected. Um, the ladies are respectively from Queens and the Bronx. Oh, oh, it ain't about the titty titties. It's about the borough. It is about the borough. Okay, they yeah. take their boroughs very very seriously in New York. All offense. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. You can't just you can't it's just warranted. Right. You can't just tell somebody, especially not Bronx chicks, man. It's like accusing me of being from the north side. Damn. I was gonna say, exactly. I will slap you and your mother. And Bronx chicks, um I haven't met any Queens chicks until recently, but Bronx chicks feel the same way. Don't ever say that a Bronx chick is from is from Brooklyn. They don't know them streets. And don't tell anybody that they're from Staten Island. <laughs> Including people from Staten Island. <laughs> oh man! Oh, especially the Jersey chicks that always want, that 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 always want to make the commute. Yeah, to be unofficial Brooklyn chicks. Don't even get me started. Don't, yeah. I, don't even start on the on the politics of the of the boroughs <laughs> <laughs> up, up north. Um, but yes, okay, Queens in the Bronx. I stand corrected. I am sorry, ladies. I will make it up to you. When we finally do the big titty energy shirts, this is something I'm actively working on, by the way. Those are all going to be tight tees also. (laughs) They're only going to go up to a medium. A deep V cut. (laughs) Maximum objectification. Just no. Oh, man, we ain't worth a damn. No, No offense intended. It's all appreciation, I'm sure. Exactly, exactly. We're glorifying... The concept of the titty, um, yeah. Don't act, y'all. Don't act brand new. That would be <laughs> the, the equivalent of contoured gray sweats. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Which, y'all ain't fighting that shit. Which we are not. We are creating. <laughs> we no 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 we no no y'all y'all are on your own. As a matter of fact, I, the ladies' lair podcast ought to come up with some kind of line of contoured sweats. I can see. I just I see it for y'all. I see it selling. I'm just saying. I'm just. I see it selling for y'all. That's the producer in me. Stuffed contoured sweats. <laughs> Let's be as misleading as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's God. It's early. It's set, all... set them up for failure, ladies. <laughs> it's early, and we've already gone down a hole. <laughs> um. Uh, flowers. Oh yeah, I, that's that's right. I do have I do have a thing I have to use the phone for. Flowers go out to a person who. Let me tell you something. Um, my ongoing war with the white woman, uh, at the company I work at. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you, she has recently won the battle. Uh, chef told me not to give up. He was like, "Don't don't be." He was like, "Don't be a defeatist." Mm. It's just tacos, guys. She bought it for inventory. She bought it right tacos from Torchies, no less. So she spent guap. Okay, <laughs> okay. She can't have spent less than two hundred dollars. Um, only makes me wish I didn't get more tacos. <laughs> um, she won the battle recently. And I I conceded that maybe she had won the war. Chef told me not to be such a defeatist. And I will not be. I just need to figure out how to rewind this. Okay. I mean, 
It's Instagram, so. Oh. Yeah, if it's Instagram, you just gotta wait for that shit. I was gonna say you just gotta let that shit fresh it. You gotta let that shit fucking play. Um, so we've come to so I I felt defeated by the white woman. Damn, I did, I did, and I was kind of I was kind of distressed. I was kind of distressed about this shit. I felt like I had succumbed to the dark side. Don't let the white woman destroy you. The white woman. Don't let the white woman. Bring you over to the doctor. Don't let the white woman destroy you. Damn. Be better than the white woman. I remember reading the book, A a Panther is a Black Cat, and Eldridge Cleaver talked about how the white woman was his weakness. Oh, shit. Don't be Eldridge Cleaver. I'll say, don't be Eldridge Cleaver. Furthermore, don't be Kathleen Cleaver (laughs) having to hear that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep that a buck. Um, Anyway, this is about to roll around, and I'm going to play for you something that I heard that carried me through the day that I think you all need to hear. Thing that white people aren't ready to hear. White women don't have any internal power. They wield the power of, of the men around them, their husbands, their fathers, their sons. White women didn't have autonomy for a long time. So um, we were taught to sexually exploit ourselves and emotionally manipulate those around us in order to do the things we wanted to. White women do not teach their daughters about internal power. It is not something that is passed on. And due to that fact, um, white women are intimidated by and jealous of the divine feminine within the indigenous and black communities and the internal power that that brings with them. It's one of the reasons that white women are clamoring to appropriate looks and lifestyles that they have been oppressing for centuries. It's also one of the reasons that white women tears are what they are. Um, and the black angry black woman trope works it makes the white woman the victim and it covers up the black woman's um, power as unjustified anger i said what i said we can go ahead and just hit her with the air horns um hey when i say tell me something i don't know when i say filth red for filth I don't know who that's stitched with, but shout out to the real Voodoo Bay. Yeah. On Instagram for posting that. Shout out. If you know her, tag her. If you know her, thank her. Invite her to the show. Invite her to the show. <laughs> I'll listen to her talk about that for two hours. Fam. <laughs> Fam. I'll, when I say the tea, you got to sip that tea. I'll sit back and shut up and just be like, go. You got to sip that tea through the little Starbucks cup hole. It's that hot. The tea is piping hot. Yes, I said piping hot. Mm. Uh, But it's delicious. I also have some flowers to give. Please give them. Flowers go to the late Gil Scott Heron, who last weekend after we recorded um, was posthumously inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let's go. So big honor to Mr. Gil Scott Heron. Long overdue. Long overdue. Sometimes credited as the first rapper. The revolution will not be televised. Whitey on the moon. Be going, son. You know what I'm saying? Man. Oh, long overdue. That is required listening for the revolution, y'all. Man, y'all, y'all just don't know. Man, you know what? If we had got one more well, they played Whitey on the Moon on Lovecraft Country, didn't they? They did. Okay. They, also, they also played it a lot when, uh, like, 
Elon Musk and and and, yeah. and Jeff Bezos were started were dick started. slinging in the space. Yeah, because um, I was gonna say we got if we had a I was say I, I didn't remember they did Whitey on the Moon because I was say if we got another season of Lovecraft Country, Gil Scott Heron would have been heavily played in that shit. Yeah, especially with what I read they, the direction I read that they were headed for season two. Mm-hmm. Oh, that shit would have been lit. I'm still I, I'm still a little heartbroken about that. You know what I randomly thought about the other day? What's it, that? It would be dope if they made Lovecraft Country like an animated series or something like that. I think that would be a dope way to carry it on. But Yes and no, only because I feel like the, th- the, the, the way I feel about animation and also comic book adaptations of certain things is that I sometimes, depending on the property, and this is coming from somebody who is currently working on a comic book adaptation of a live action movie. Shit. Airhorn yourself. Um sometimes it takes the bite out of it. Sometimes the bite comes with seeing live action people going through that shit. And sometimes cartoons, the extreme and the ridiculous happens so much our eyes are kind of lazy and adjusted to it. And we're used to seeing laser beams and magic, and yeah. you know, a, 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 a little a little girl with a robot arm or whatever. Um, and it, and it helps you. And Lovecraft Country also helped us appreciate comic book adaptations because uh, the incomparable Afua Richardson mm. um, did a lot of the art yep. for the comic books that we saw in in Lovecraft Country. So I feel like there was a lot of there was a lot of things that they paid homage to culturally that I don't think would have had the same bite in a cartoon. I got you. That makes sense. Good point. Um, you know that's why you know uh, uh, the the Buffy comics the Buffy comics that happened after Buffy got canceled yeah are bussing, but they're not going to have the same effect culturally. Mm-mm. Also, because not for nothing, but Joss Whedon has proven himself to be a piece of shit. Um. He's gotten all the way out of there. I, the the <laughs> fuck out of there. I'm a little mad because we because I, I suspect we ain't going to see season season two or part two or whatever of the Nevers for some time. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, probably so. It was cool. It wasn't that cool. Um, humans ain't shit. Um, this week, and this is part of uh, the ongoing uh the ongoing sub-segment, Oz has to stop getting invited to Facebook groups Mm. Um, for two reasons. One, now that I have locks, everybody wants to introduce me to their lock group. Y'all, at this point, lock groups are just thirst trap groups for people with locks. That's it. That's it. That's all there is. Everyone has given all the advice given or received all the advice they're ever going to give about locks. So the only two things that are going to happen in lock groups anymore, it's the only thing I've seen happen, is A, people are going to argue about um, how long you should wait until your next retwist. When you can afford it. (laughs) Easy answer. One, when you can afford it. But two, how about let's go with everybody's hair is different. Be going, son. Uh, everybody's hair is different, so uh, if you need to wash your hair every month, wash your hair every month. 
You can go six months without washing your hair. Go six months without mm. washing your hair. Wow. Because it's the wash and retwist. Okay. The, I, a retwist is stupid if you're not going to wash your hair and wash all the gunk that they used the last time out. Mm-hmm. They're going to argue about retwist, and two, every picture is going to be a thirst trap picture, but with locks. That's it. That's all you're doing in these groups now. Be honest, were you thirst trapping too? No. <laughs> no. I do I, I do show off the growth. I, I, okay. I do a close-up, especially this, because everybody's been so impressed by this. Yeah. Again, shout-out to Latasha uh, at the Locked In. Um, she did the hell out of this. Hit that boy with the tie quarter sign. <laughs> I got him. Um, yeah, everybody's been very impressed by this, and I've I've definitely told people who did it and shot them shot uh, shot them her way. Um, but uh, the other thing is going to be just thirst traps, and so when people start talking about real shit, it's uh, it's usually going to be fruitless. So I am now in a natural hair uh, group that has not talked about natural hair ever. It seems like. Um, all they fucking talk about is the same shit I talked about last weekend, which is the same old $200 date bullshit. And I came across, I came across a post that to me seemed very straightforward. Not only seemed straightforward, but seemed like something that I feel like I've spoken about, um, on this program, on this podcast. So I didn't think it was that crazy, but I always think that about these about these things and y'all just get y'all just get riled up about it for no reason. I was going to try to find it again because I wanted to make sure I was quoting it accurately and warmly, but I can tell you what it said. Um men don't care about women's accomplishments as far as degrees, um, climbing the success ladder, things like that, as much as women do in the context of dating that person. That doesn't seem crazy to me. Sounds about right. That seems logical. Um, If I'm looking to build with a person, here it is. The gag is men don't give a fuck about accomplishments the way we women do. Women have built their entire worth around degrees, high-earning jobs, and other extra things that do not actually qualify you or make you more appealing to a man when he's considering a wife. I know I'm stepping on a lot of toes, but there's but there are a lot of single black women who are struggling to date because they're placing their worth in, in the wrong things when it comes to relationships. Men do not care about how much money you make, how many degrees you have, how many homes you own, and what your title is at work. Now, I can see why this had an interesting backlash. One, because it placed a lot of the onus on black women in particular. And black women are at a point where they want to be left the fuck alone. So let's acknowledge that first, that maybe we can take black women off of the witness stand once in a while and leave them the fuck alone and let them do what they're going to do. Let's too acknowledge, before going any further, that black women are not, or at least should not be, doing or accomplishing any of the things that they're doing or accomplishing for men. I don't think they are. I haven't met anybody that I, I haven't met anybody that I think is doing these things for men. 
I think they should keep it that way. You're doing this for you. Especially when women only just got the right to vote like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. And only just started being able to have their own bank accounts 10 minutes ago. Let's acknowledge that. Nobody is denying any of that. Having said that, take a little of the misogyny out of this statement. I think it's spot on. Yeah, I agree. The reason I think it's spot on is because when you're marrying somebody, you're not marrying their job title. I don't stand to I don't stand to gain from your job title from you having a corner office at work. I don't. I have a job. I have a job. I make my own money. I have my own shit. I will say as a as a sort of counterpoint to that that I mean, first of all, I don't I don't, I don't give a shit what criteria you judge people by personally. But if you if you do judge people by that criteria, by their title, status, job, et cetera, um, just allow them to reciprocate that same expectation of you. Correct. Um, you know, they have the same right to hold you to a certain superficial standard as well and just just eat that. Be going, son. I'm just saying. The other half of this, and that's a point I'm going to make. I actually, I, I got some responses about, I did. I t- I didn't tell you. I got some responses about Flower Girl. Oh, I'll get to her later. Oh. Um, but it makes me have to reiterate that no one cares about your standards. No one cares about what you have or what you want other people to have. Want what you want. How you treat people is always going to get people talking. Having said that, degrees and accomplishments are fine and well. I don't think they should be confused with virtue. I don't think they should be confused with a sign of the human being that you are. Terrible people have good jobs all the time. Terrible people have great... Didn't Omarosa just get through working in the White House? Uh, Working? I don't... Didn't... Omarosa just get through collecting a check, a steady paycheck from the White House. For a little bit, yeah. Okay. Omarosa is a uniquely horrible human being. I I just... A stain on the undergarments of humankind. Period. That doesn't mean shit. Right. So, I responded basically the way I respond to everything. I don't care about that stuff because it doesn't tell me anything about you. You know, if you got it, great. I appreciate that. Keep climbing. But that doesn't tell me anything about your character. doesn't tell me anything about your values or what you stand for. Which is all I really care about when I'm connecting with a human being. This is why... This is why I keep the circle pretty small. Because people change careers every day. People will rise to the highest point, to the highest office in their in, in their company and throw it all away and start over for any amount of reasons. Jobs come and go all the time. We've seen that in the pandemic. I want to know what kind of human being you are underneath that. And someone replied to me, 
hot about this shit. And I don't know why, because I felt like this was pretty straightforward. Uh-huh. And was like, well, what do you have going on that tells people about your about your character and core values? Oh, wait, let me read it. Let me, I don't want to misquote her. It does tell you about their character. It says they're committed and dedicated to changing their lives and the lives of others, depending on the curriculum. Values, they could be the first to graduate out of their family. I'm sure Omarosa was the first person to work in the White House out of her fucking family. What the fuck does that tell me about her? That that has any relevance to anything. I mean, what do you have going on that tells about your character and core values? I have the way I treat people. I have the way I treat people publicly and privately. I have the deeds I do out in the world. And I have the platform that I use to encourage other people to do good out in the world. That's what I have going for me. And sad that we have to relegate these things to what you have going for you. What you, you have to have some kind of concrete certificate of being of not being a shitty person. Uh-huh. To meet anything to anybody, I feel like that's a part of the education system, the education system's fault. Now you have to have a, de- a, cert- a certificate or a degree to prove that you have worth in the world. I, when I die, I want somebody to be able to say something other than he had a job, other than he had a degree and he was good at capitalism. Or he was good at following orders and. Aspiring to middle management and wasting away for and wasting away forty hours a week for fifty years of his life. Hey, triggered. I'm just saying. Oh, well. my, my father. I don't want this to get too emotional. My father, when when my father passed, my father was not a man of means. My father had a degree, but it other than the job or two that he had after college, it didn't really inform much about the way he lived most of his life after college. Um, When he passed, that service was a room filled with people from pretty much every era of his life since he was a child. People that had known him all of his life. People that had only known him for a time. And these were all people that were touched by my father. And one or two of them in particular, it's lonely. It's weird. And it's lonely sitting up at the front, sitting up at the front, looking at that casket, seemingly alone for a minute. And someone approached me, a couple of people, in fact, and said, I want you to know something about your father. That you may not have realized. You heard. I know you heard a lot of crazy stories. You heard a lot of wild shit about your dad. I want you to look around in this room. Because I can tell you. Somebody knew him his entire life. And watched you grow up. Every good thing you ever heard about your father. Is 100% true. Every single. Everybody in this room. Everybody in this room and a million more people I could call right now with no context who don't even know he's passed yet will tell you the same shit. Your father was a good man. 
And he, inspi- and, and he inspired, and he was good to a lot of people who couldn't do anything for him in return, some of which. And that broke me. Yeah. That broke me. That was the man. That was the man my father was, and that was the man that he wanted us to be. And that ain't got and that ain't got shit to do with degrees. That ain't got shit to do with having a fucking corner office. None of that shit. There are people that have all that shit that aren't half the man my father was. And you can't learn that in school. You can't learn that at a fancy job working for Lehman or whoever. And that is the thing that I would want to I would want my family behind me to see. And that means so much more than and and again and and again I don't want I don't want people to feel like I'm just because people, y'all have gotten the impression in the past week that I am just a fucking hobo that I just want to be a fucking a hobo who is anti capitalist living off the grid and shit not the case I have a job I have expense I have expensive shit. I'm recording on a very on very expensive pieces of sound equipment right now. So let's be clear. Money is necessary. Money is a thing in this society. And it's going to keep being a thing in this society. And I have no way personally to stop it. I'm just saying that these things that we chase so hard should not own us. And they should not define our whole worth. And that we could stand to teach character. And maybe some of you that don't want to pass money on to your kids because you feel like they're going to be spoiled pieces of shit. They wouldn't be spoiled pieces of shit if you would instill the right values in them. Along with the necessary tools to navigate the worldly world. All of y'all been watching Succession lately. I'm just starting to watch Succession. I'm only on season two. Do not spoil it for me. Succession is pretty much what happens when you don't teach your kids shit and you hand them everything without any character or any values to take out into the world and make it a better place. All I'm saying is that we should have, yes, we should have some meat on that sandwich, but let's put some vegetables on the plate too, motherfucker. What? Vegetables? I'm just saying, vegetables, you know, niggas eat vegetables, lettuce, tomatoes. I know y'all, I know y'all not used to paying extra. I know y'all used to paying extra for less and tomatoes at Chick-fil-A, but that shit matters, fam. Put some nutrition, put some nutrition in your kids, in, in your kids social evolution diet. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You can go to Tulum, go to Tulum every weekend. It's cool. That just no. shouldn't be all life is about. No. Am, am I making sense? You are. Let's just let's just bring it back full circle and say, know what you're getting into when when you're choosing whoever you're choosing, um, and if you want to use those standards again, be ready for them to reciprocate it. But think about why. Think about why you think that way. Sure, everyone wants a sense of security. They want a sense of stability from a person that they choose to domicile or partner with all that is fine um 
But yeah, y'all, some of y'all spend a lot of time talking about that shit, and you ain't got shit going for yourself. Nothing. That's all my input. Everybody wants everybody wants nice shit once in a while. You think I don't want to be dicking down Scissor and Tulum? Oh, okay. Come on, man. Didn't see that coming. Song of the week, bro. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my fucking get off my fucking pedestal or whatever. Um, it's cooling down, man. You know, it's fall. I feel like I haven't been blessing y'all appropriately with the slow music like I used to. Like I used to. Like I did like a month ago, yeah, probably. I was say. Um Again, in keeping with playing music that niggas can listen to, but with the idea that women are coming to the function. This is Duckworth. This is Duckworth with Kiss You Right Now. And I, I advise you, I just want you to turn the volume up just a little bit. Just a little bit. Because I, if you're in your car, I just want you to hear the bass. I just love, I, I love bass lines. I love good bass lines. And... Pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a good episode. Y'all know how we do it, man. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this together. And we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. I think I want to kiss you. Right here in front of everybody. I think I wanna miss you. Purpose it lives so I can come back to you. I know. I think I wanna kiss you. Right here in front of everybody. I know. I think I wanna miss you. Purpose it lives so I can come back to you. Cause you know I've been peeking, thinking, giving me the reason The Airbnb and rendezvous on the weekend Maybe uh, all my ooh. thoughts are so indecent Stop lip-locking in front of the deacon Right here, right now, me and you could be Making the movie, taking the big screen okay. Happy infatuated, there's nothing as sweet as the flavors of your lips I think I wanna kiss you Right here in front of everybody Right now, yeah I want to miss you Purpose it lives so I can come back to you Right now For so long You've been trying to make a movie with me Don't lose your chance Hold up Wait Now, 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 now look what we did We done made a movie all outside of the crib On the hood of my whip at the dock by the ships, didn't even need scripts And the two is a trip That's some holy matrimony, how we joining our lips Holy moly, the one and only, the grip on your hips Fingers traveling down your chest and exposing your nips Master Roshi, Kamehameha, explosions and shit When I kiss you Right here in front of everybody Right now I think I want to miss you Purpose it lives so I can come back to you Right now 
That was "Kiss You Right Now" by Duckworth. That's a that is a fucking bop. That is a bop. Is the title a statement or a question? It's a it's a statement. I think I want to kiss you right now. I hope he received consent for that. I think I want to kiss you right here in front of everybody okay. right now. Mm. That's what. Yeah. See that that is the perfect blend. PDA. Yeah. Is the perfect blend. Of R&B, of rapidy rap, and music where women might be making an appearance you know? at the function. Because it's disarming. You're going to come in and be like, oh, that's a nice little thing. Who is that? That's Duckworth. Who is Duckworth? And then you go down the rapidy rap rabbit hole. Kind of. Duckworth did their thing. Yeah, I fuck with that. They did their thing. I like that. I fuck with that. That's a that yeah. That's definitely when you invite the when you invite the girl over and oh yeah. That's a that's a that's a getting to know you turns to smash down mm. playlist. I'm gonna help y'all out with y'all's playlist, man. Y'all some of y'all playlists need help. Side note, how's how's the, how's the playlist been working out for you, man? You know, you, since you back in them streets, not going to lie to you. It is always in keeping correspondence with a lady. It is always nice to have good song suggestions throughout the conversation. Pond deck. That had that's a that is a music is a yet another universal lubricant. Okay, uh, I was, was going to say language. Look at you. Universal language, universal lubricant. Just some, just something to kind of just level the playing field. Grease the wheels a little bit. Grease the wheels. Grease the yeah, yeah. Y'all know it's all the little you window language and shit. Um so yeah, it, I, I will just say I do have a Patreon story for that. Um it is working out. This Patreon gonna shut down the internet. <laughs> um so speaking of music, you know, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get us back in the uh, discussing uh, when good music is out, yeah, people are always talking about there's no good, there's no good music. The R and B is dead. All that bullshit. It's not true. There's good music out there. There's good music out there at least every other every other week. Um, Silk Sonic dropped a new one. Oh, did you know that? I I I think I heard something about it, but I haven't actually heard it yet. Interesting. Is it good? I I fuck with it. Okay, I, and, and granted. They're just not going to meet the standards of leave the door open at this point. Right. That is impossible. 
that is impossible. That is going to be the the gold, platinum, vibranium standard uh, for what we know this brand for if this goes beyond this one album that will just seemingly never come out. Uh, um, Having said that, this one's pretty good. This one's pretty good, and the, they've they've gotten good at visuals. Um, the The video with it is entertaining. Uh, Anderson Pac, just on his own, is a fucking clown. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is just hilarious. Bruno knows how to play off of his energy because uh, he is on cocaine. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have we we have the class clown and the perpetually high nigga together. It, the magic will happen. Um, Summer Walker's album, yeah, is out. It, it is. It is. It is out too. It is out. Uh, she is quote the the album is called Still Over It. <laughs> she is in fact still. Over this shit. It also sounds like she's freshly over it, too. (laughs) No shit. Let me tell you something. I thought Kehlani, I think last year with her album, had met the gold standard for this current generation of toxicity in music. Nah, Nah, bro. This is a new level. Summer has has returned. And I just, I want to harp on this for a minute. Only because when I started this podcast, when we started this podcast, one of the people that I just I didn't discover her. That's not right. But when I heard, because uh, I, I heard it before Girls Need Love came out, when I heard CPR, I played it immediately. Mm-hmm. That day I heard it and I played it uh, on the podcast. And people were very impressed with it. And later... Because someone always asks me every every listener letter at the end of the year, somebody always asks me who's next. Musically, who's next? Who's on deck? I said Summer Walker was about to have a very good run. Oh shit! Summer Walker was about to have a very good run, mm-hmm. and Summer Walker indeed had a very good run. Is having a good run. Apparently, everybody's listening to the new one. Man, it is uh, toxic. As, as someone described it, it's for women who break up with men that they're not even in relationships with. <laughs> oh, shit. So it's like, it's uh, this is definitely an album for women whose boyfriend chose their wives. Over the- <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you show right. It's for, for women who hate their baby daddies, even when they don't have kids. I don't say, this is for this, anybody who has ever slept with their college professor, this is probably for you. This is not an album that you listen to with your significant other at all. Nope. I listened to it from front to back, and there is not a single redemptive song on this entire thing. Not one. Which, and and we could go into the like Because even from the first song, you know you're about to get maximum toxicity. Yeah. Because you get a, a voicemail from Cardi. Yeah. Basically summing up all the shit she's went through over the past year. <laughs> With this nigga, who she has no problem naming names. Yeah, yeah, you London. She says London eight times in the first song. By the way, he produced that first song too, which is <laughs> kind of wild to me. 
I was gonna say because I could not. I could not. And she 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 brought the Avengers with it too. She brought Cardi. She had scissors on SZA. the saw. Ari Lennox is up there. She did. She brought the Sad Girl Avengers. Didn't we tell you this was about to be Sad Girl Autumn? Ooh. I, well, this was named accurately Sad Girl Autumn. This might be the name of the, this episode's podcast. Okay. This, this episode there right here. Go. Sad Girl Autumn. We got it. Um, And, and then all that to end with. Sierra's prayer. <laughs> so here's my opinion about Sierra's prayer. Everybody was hype about this when they saw it on the track list and they assumed rightfully so that this was um, basically the prayer for uh, regular chicks to pull a Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, an understandable lofty goal. Um, what I was not prepared for was for Sierra's prayer to be recited by Sierra. And when you listen to Sierra's prayer in context, and it's her, I guess, voicing what she believes to be the voice of regular chicks, regular hurt chicks who are wishing for a Russell that want their, their faith and love to be renewed again or whatever she said, it comes off, uh, to me, it comes off a little arrogant egotistical because, let's be honest, Sierra does not have her finger on the pulse of the regular chicks on so many levels. Sierra got lucky at the right time. Uh, this is also true. Because everyone, and, and I mean everyone, when everyone found out that she was with Russell Wilson, we were all like, what? Russell pulled what? That nigga looks like, Russell, for, I, who, I, who is in great shape, who seems, like, who seems like a good dude, really does look like the real life Carlton Banks. Mm. Like if you really look at him in the face... He really does look like real life Carlton Banks. I mean, he's he's Tiger Woods with the DMs turned off. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to hear. Oh, hello, this is Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Pull up. <laughs> Pull up. <laughs> what? Um, where you at? I'm five minutes out. <laughs> I don't pay. Th- I don't pay these hoes to sleep with them. I pay them to leave. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, Russell. Russell is not that nigga. And I, I think, I think some niggas talk about him so bad because if they had Russell Wilson's powers, let's say, yeah, yeah. they would not be Russell Wilson. They would not. And this, and and this is, I understand this because I read comic books, and this is a superhero dichotomy. Is that the the definition of who you are is reflected in what you would do if you had the power. Yeah. You know, the difference between the reason Captain America is Captain America and the Red Skull looks like he looks is because that shit is a reflection of who that motherfucker is. If I were indestructible like Luke Cage, a lot of people would be getting the shit slapped out of him. <laughs> That's no bullshit. <laughs> a lot. If I were indestructible and super strong like Luke Cage, 
I'd have a paternity case. I'm just saying. I look, maybe a homicide case. I, I, let's not. Let's not. I mean, you, you know, because um, they've said that about Superman, and Superman has proven to. Uh, but again, the difference in these people. Superman has kids. He does. He does. On the show, Superman has two children. The comic books, he has one. Mm. But again, Superman is a different kind of motherfucker. He's also an alien. Also an alien. But, True. You know, but we digress. I'm not, not going not gonna to get into that. Correct. You know, Summer Walker is basically... This was, this was Lemonade without, like, a father figure... <laughs> I was going to say, it is the strip club remix of Lemonade. Yeah, yeah. Summer Walker is basically the um, the Beyonce without positive male role models in her life. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Like, and, and it's, it's funny to me because I said for the longest, and I said when the new single came out, and I said when the track list came out, we knew Summer Walker was was coming with some new shit. I have no reason to doubt that Summer going to be okay, musically. I've, I've never doubted Summer's music. I will tell you this. I wish outside of music Summer weren't so stupid. But the problem with that is, if Summer weren't so stupid, she wouldn't be in the bullshit that she ends up in that causes her to write music like this. Oh, all great artists are fucked up. Yeah, so, well, that's yeah, true too. I mean, you don't you don't like you don't like music from anyone that that's not problematic. I can tell you that. Yeah, that's true. That, you're right. Because I I really was hardcore Jamie Marvin Gaye yesterday. That's my dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <sighs> yeah. That that whole "I Want You" EP, we would call it now. Just I, I just all of that. You can. I want you jam so hard. You were jamming before the lyrics. Like, the lyrics could never come in. Yep. And just that opening 45 seconds could play on repeat, and it'd still, it'd still be fire. I'll never forget seeing that video when Marvin Gaye was teaching the band the song, high and laying down on the couch, yeah. not missing a note. Making a whole album about an underage woman. <laughs> God damn. Oh, I, I don't get to speak on this side. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's true. And I, that's why I love this era of R&B where the people are fully embracing the toxic. Oh, they also don't have shit else to talk about. Yeah, it's true, too. SZA, Megan, um, uh, Ari. Like, most love songs nowadays aren't actual love songs where they talk about love. Most R&B music is about how you got me fucked up. That's true. That's really all it is. That's true. There's no love anymore. It's just people talking about how you got me fucked up. And giving on. That's about it. That's (laughs) (laughs) It's everybody going through how fucking hurt they are and then throw a little giving on in there. Um, But happy music doesn't slap like that. So. No, it does not. No, 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 it does not. Um, all in all, I have to say, Summer Walker 
is has become the gold standard for me in toxic music. Like nowadays, if your shit ain't got a little toxicity to it, I'm probably not jamming that shit. She's definitely the poster child of hurt bitch music. <laughs> Sad girl autumn has begun. Mm. Um, I'll see what else we got. Oh, Taren, oh, we we should mention Terrace Martin dropped. Yeah, and I, we should mention that because I played Terrace Martin on the show. Um, I have no notes. Just what, just what I, just what we flipped through, um, in, in the in in the pre production, I have no notes. Yeah, sounds nice. I, and, and got a murderous row of features. Yeah, Kendrick on that motherfucker. Kendrick. Robert Glasper, shit, Snoop, Kim Burrell, Kim Burrell James Fauntleroy. That's that, that. That's another one that don't get, that don't get a lot of. That don't get the credit they deserve sometimes. James Fauntleroy is the truth. Ty Dollar Sign. Ty Dollar Sign, indeed. <laughs> indeed. It ain't a function unless Ty Dollar Sign he, shows up. He put down he put down that Coke habit for a few minutes. Uh, bless the track. I got you. Um what else is going on? Oh. So the baby. Haven't brought him up in a while. Uh the baby apparently, and I sent this to Randall early, and I I didn't think anything was going to come of it earlier in the week because I saw that he had been allowed back, or not allowed back, but he's he's on some kind of I guess splinter tour, uh, um, produced by Rolling Loud, and which is odd because. They took him off the tour originally, which pretty much every tour took him off the tour. Yeah. See, that, that's the thing. Not, he wasn't ever truly canceled. Correct. He was just removed from the branding for a minute, which is really all they wanted. Like, they, you know, the, the thing about cancel culture is that corporate interests, especially, don't want to cancel people who are marketable. They just need them to chill for a second until they right. can sneak them back in. And hence Netflix and Dave Chappelle. Also correct. Now, I will say this led to some odd shit because I have I have to mention this part of it. Joe Budden was on was on his podcast talking shit. Um and it, him and him and his new B squad um have this ongoing theory about the LGBT community basically being like the mafia and they just bully people into agreeing with them and they bully people into this and they bully people into that. And Joe Budden basically came out and said, um, you know, he made a joke, which was like, you know what, just because I don't want any problems with the LGBT community, I'm going to say I'm bisexual. I like boys. I like men and women. Stay. Don't, you know, don't hurt me. As a troll move, okay. as a joke, and the next day the headlines ran with Joe Budden has come out bisexual. Now, having said that, I realize what the joke is and the context of it and that Joe Budden did not come out as bisexual. I will also say Joe Budden did not read the room at all. And I, th- this is the problem with his B-Squad is that there's no, there's no voice of reason anymore to say, well, maybe it's not all that. They all say the same collectively stupid shit together now. And 
Because if there had been a voice of reason, they could have had the conversation and maybe I could have, maybe some kind of, somebody could have asked the question that I have been asking these people about the baby, about Dave Chappelle. What do y'all think is happening to these people that has actually taken place? Because nothing is happening to these people. No. Nothing has happened to the baby. The baby is still filthy, disgusting, rich. He just had to sit down for a minute. Everybody, every artist had to sit down for a minute. Have we seen Danny Lay's baby yet? <laughs> I just thought of that. Uh, uh, uh. No, we have not. What does that baby look like? Let me see. <laughs> I don't think Danny Lay's had the baby. Oh, Danny Lay had that baby a while ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I want to know who, the, who, who Danny Lay's baby looks like. Ben looked like the mailman. If the mailman's name is the baby. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is that I feel like somewhere along the way, there are a couple of things being missed. The first thing being missed is that, again, nothing is happening to these celebrities. Nothing's happening to these celebrities, but people holding them, trying to hold them accountable for the things that they say, and trying to invite them to have a conversation about why, so that they can explain why the things that they're saying are wrong and should not be said in polite company. Oh yeah, she's out here doing postpartum selfies and all that shit. Oh boy. Hey, I can regain my figure in two weeks. Why can't you broke bitches do it? Oh God, don't don't get me started. Don't get me started on that shit. Stretch marks. <laughs> you pores. <laughs> God damn it. And the other thing that I think is being missed here is that what I don't, and this is why I don't understand about black people that rail against gay people standing up for themselves. When gay people do it, they're bullies and they're the gay mafia. When, when, nigg- when niggas do it, they're disorganized. I would say when Fred, when Fred Hampton did it, he was a fucking hero. Oh, I'm sorry. I went down the wrong path of that. Well, no, I, no, 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 no. Let's 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 stay here for a second. Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton did this. Fred Hampton looked police in the face and said, "Suck my dick, pig. Suck my dick, pig. Quit shooting us." Hey. Pig, we want accountability for this motherfucker. Hey, dickhead, we want accountability for this motherfucker. Hey, we want to know why you have armed guards around our man in the hospital. He called for accountability on these things, and he did it aggressively. Because that's the only way people who speak oppressive languages will listen to you. If we're just, see, the dog gets it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think my thing is, like, is that what do you, how do you want gay people to talk to you? Because it feels like when the LGBT community talks to you in a, in, in a, in a calm, in a calm language, y'all don't listen to them. Y'all don't listen to them. Y'all take them out of context, and y'all and 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 y'all lecture them about not agreeing with their lifestyle and the gay agenda and all this bullshit that y'all don't really believe. 
you're doing to them what white people do to y'all, which is what y'all are doing. So facts. And then niggas get mad when when we say that black men are the are are the are the white people of black people. When y'all do the same shit that your oppressors do to you, y'all do that to somebody else. Y'all can't wait for somebody else to be lower on the fucking food chain than you. So you can loud talk them and talk to them crazy. What the fuck does what the fuck do these people what what does this of what effect do they have on your life? None. 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 They're not trying to convert you. They're not trying to fuck you. They just want to be left. The, they just want to be left the fuck alone to be gay, trans, whatever, to be all the LGBTQ spectrum in fucking peace. That's it. That's Sp- it. Speaking of which, I'm curious to see what people are going to say about Eternals, the movie. I still have not. Wa- I have not watched Eternals. It's not a rush. Okay, there's no rush. Fair enough. It does feature Marvel's first. Openly gay couple. One of which is Brian Tyree Henry. Correct. That is correct. Okay. I do wonder how they're going to respond to it. You know what? I take that back. I don't wonder. I don't think anybody's going to respond to it. I'm going to tell you why. Because Brian Tyree Henry is not conventionally attractive. Mm -hmm. There was an on-screen kiss, though. Man, look. If I won't even say Michael B. Jordan. If that were Anthony Mackey. I'm just ready for not my children Twitter to chime in. Uh, correct. My children went to see Eternals with me. They didn't come to see that. And he I, it, it, uh, again, another thing that doesn't need their input. Oh, Hotep Twitter is definitely going to go in on it, though. Oh, word. Oh, they're going to talk about the softening of the black man. Oh, they gonna t- are, are they going to talk about how the Eternals are all... Are all ripoffs? Are it's all it's their Heyru. They love that one. It's Heyru. They're just they're just they're just re, they're just redesigning the black man into a British white man. It's Heyru. Niggas, shut up. ISIS and Osiris and them. All that shit. All that shit. Spell Heyru. Yeah, I'm just saying. Use Heyru in a sentence other than <laughs> other than uh, centering yourself in the conversation. Mm. Um. Yeah, I, I, so yeah, I just I want somebody to explain to me what it is that people think is being done to these people. It is your right to speak your mind. It is not your right to speak your mind on a stage on a privately on a stage from a privately owned company in front of millions of people. That's not your right. That's your privilege. Go say that shit on a cul-de-sac somewhere. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And the baby, and honestly, I can't even be mad at Rolling Loud. I can't be mad. They're just going. They're just. They're just going with the vibes. Oh, they are. Oh, the baby's all right. To, the baby's all right today. All right, he can let him let him back. I'm gonna fuck. We still gonna let Boosie wait a little while though. We gonna let Boosie wait a little. <sighs> while. I wish they pulled a pin on that motherfucker. Yeah. Um. Where are we at? Married at first sight. We haven't checked in with married at first sight. Yeah. So I had a I had a little I had a little debate with a couple of people about a couple of these couples. Mm. The only ones I'm actually invested in. And who would have thought when this shit started, it looked like Gil and Mirla 
we're going to be the problem couple that everybody wish hadn't gotten together. Like uh, Chris and Paige. Yeah. Now, if all goes according to play, I'm, Gil and Mill are going to have a fucking couples cam. They're going to have yeah. their own little spinoff couples cam. Yeah, they actually they actually look like they're in a good place now. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you like this, and, and the women aren't going to want to hear this. Because Gil is the type of nigga to where if he loves you, really even likes you a lot. There's a lot he can put up with. Yeah. And there's a lot that because he comes from a slightly more misogynistic culture, because um, he is, in fact, Afro, uh, Afro-Latino. Afro But, I mean, I was going to say she essentially comes from the same culture. The same culture. Yeah. This is true. There's a lot that he will, that he won't even consider eating. He, for him, it's just, eh, that's just who she is. But he also does it. what he also does well though. He 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 does lay down his own expectations very well. So he will say, This is, you know, I, I I'm calling you out for who you are. By the way, this is what I want, this is what I need. And if that doesn't happen, then here's going to be the result. Now having said that, Gil can be obnoxious. He especially can. in large groups. His undying optimism. It can be nauseating at times. His optimism and his desperate need to be a fucking talk show host, which I, which I don't know for sure, but I would actually blame uh, the producers. The producers have way more of a presence now than I believe that they that I believe they have in the past. Well, especially when they're trying to wrestle Michaela down from destroying a hotel room. Well, no, and, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there because I think it's deeper than that. Having said that, yes, Gil is obnoxious. But also, Gil but, is smart because if that shit didn't work out for him, he just put his whole dating resume right there on TV. This is true. This so. is true. It's a lot. Of, it, you can say what you want about his income. It's some chicks that's more than willing to fuck that fireman. They were like, don't. Hey, I, I saw how you did that table dance. Listen, that, you know, and he's a. And he is a well-built dude, you know. He, he well-mannered, smart. Called his mama bilingual. Oh, I'm telling you, they they, they know, they, they know. know, they know. And so, having said that, like I said, Gil is Gil can be obnoxious at times. Having said that, Mirla is fucking annoying. Let me say, I and some some people that know what my kind of people are and the people I fuck with. Married at first sight, the one thing that upsets me is that I, I've never liked how they represent the working class. And 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 this is just further proves what I'm talking about. Gil has a, has a fine job. And my job has allowed me to have a little more insight into exactly the kind of money that you can make um, in the first responder industry, certainly in uh, the Houston Fire Department. Trust me, y'all. Gil is doing fine. Gil is doing fine. And just because he doesn't have a huge savings account like Mirla probably does from all her ill-gotten drug drug money <laughs> or whatever whatever the fuck she really does for a living does not mean that Gil is destitute. He's a leadership coach. Come on, man. What the fuck does that even mean? Leadership coach. Who hires that? I thought you knew. 
See, that kind of bullshit. I went to a leadership coaching training earlier this year. It, it taught me how to be a more effective leader. Yeah. Did do it I, really? Do I make more money? <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably not. No, I don't. And my thing is, like I say, all of these people are maybe not maybe not rich, but they are definitely well off. All of them. So money is never really going to be a question on this show. It's not. I, I guarantee you. It annoy. It probably annoys Marilla that Gil uh, talks about her spending habits. Money is not a real issue between these two. Yeah. Not with his pension. I'm just saying. And having now having said that about the producers, why did the producers put these two together for exactly this debate? Yeah. And that's why I feel like the experts have been more hands off. And the experts also have the producers whispering in their ear. Yes, they're incompatible, but that's going to be lit. I know this because Zach and Michaela are still at it. She she was rearranging furniture, bro. Zach, let me tell you something. Zach is an awkward dude, is an awkward young dude. But Michaela is the villain this season. (laughs) Michaela is the fucking Villain of the season. She has abandonment issues. Fuck out of here. Fam, you can't accuse somebody of, of abandoning you after you moved out of the apartment twice. The first day. One of which was on the first day when this motherfucker didn't leave you a note that he was going to walk his fucking dog. Fam. This, and, he, and here's the clincher. Zach is such a polite dude to a fault, really. Annoyingly so. Zach is a is a polite dude to the point where he has been trying to say it and somebody maybe say it for him without him saying it and and being accused of throwing this girl under the bus on TV. But Zach is trying to tell y'all that Michaela is exactly the fucking lunatic that he was worried she was from day one. Exactly the lunatic. She's out of her fucking mind. Fam, you cannot Hulk smash the whole couple's retreat and the following morning bombard him with texts that just say, I love you, I love you, I love you. That is the behavior of a fucking psychopath. And then come into the therapy session with him and say, Zach has no evidence whatsoever of my erratic behavior. With the, with this fucking with this fucking battered woman uh, abused woman wig you got out of nowhere that you borrowed from a Tyler Perry movie, get the fuck out of here. You got it from the Summer Walker store. <laughs> Man, you got me fucked up. dot com. And nobody, and she's not fooling anybody. She's not fooling anybody. Everybody has now seen she got a screw loose. She went and yelled at the random other miserable guy on the trip when he got in the, when was that got in the car to leave somebody no get in with him he's a grown man bitch I, was, bitch I was just out here having a fucking bonfire and here you here you go I ain't asked for none of this shit let that motherfucker drive off hey, I'm minding my white owned business having said that maybe 
driving off in the middle of the night from Brenham, Texas. Not the best move for a it's, black man. It's really not that. Not, it's not as far as they make it sound, man. It's not as far. I wouldn't. I in in twenty twenty one. I wouldn't be rolling the dice. Once you get to two ninety, you're right. Okay, fair enough. Fair right. enough. It's a, it's better lit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And so, then they try to make Zach look crazy because basically Zach has come to the conclusion, and this happens when you're dealing with people that aren't invested in becoming permanent reality TV personalities, which is what this show is. It's not loving hip-hop. Zach has come to the conclusion that he does not want to be a part of this, like he doesn't want to, he wants to be married someday. He does not want to be married at first sight on reality television. At the age of 27. At, at 27. So it's not unreasonable that he went through this process and then decided that this process was not for him. But has deci- has also decided that I would like, I would like to date you from the ground up. I would like to date you and get to know you from the ground up because maybe there were some things that I missed in this being an accelerated Process and you throwing breaking this shit all the time. Now, having said that, Michaela made a good point in yet another one of her fucking tantrums. She got up and had a tantrum and said, "Even if we did that, I would still be me." Listen to her, Zach. Mm-hmm. She doesn't realize it, and she didn't say the thing that she thinks she said, but she is telling the God's honest truth. She's letting you know this is who I am. So, yes, maybe maybe it would be a better idea to date from the ground up, and maybe that is a better fit for the both of you, um, coupled with some therapy, maybe some electric shock for Michaela. Having said that, Michaela is still going to be the person that she is, meaning she is still going to be exactly the fucking psychopath you always said you always were worried that she was. The therapists see it. Mm-hmm. The other contestants see it. Mm-hmm. Everyone sees it now. Michaela has a Michaela has a screw or two loose. Run, fam, and apparently he did. Right in, uh, if if you believe if you believe the rumors, right into Bow's arms. I love sick of this bullshit, Bow. I love it. Mm. I love Bow. Now she's sick of Johnny. Cause I don't know what the fuck is wrong with Johnny. Those little smirks that she does when he's just going in, like, hmm. yeah, well, yeah, you sound like a dick, but I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you cook. He always looks like he's trying to debate whether he should phone a friend. <laughs> he, he does. He always looks like he's, he's trying to debate whether he should phone a friend. He, he looks like his mom dropped him off at his at his at his dad's house, and only his stepmother's there, and he just. <laughs> Doesn't really have anybody to talk to. I'm just not happy. I don't know why. I'm just not happy. You know shit's going awry when you would rather spend the night in the bed with the other miserable dude on the trip <laughs> than your wife. That's that's when you know things are fucked up. Or that's when you know the box is weak. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he wouldn't know at this point. <laughs> I think the only one that knows is Zach, apparently. <laughs> Boy, I've never heard. I've never heard of two completely uh, of a of of a contestant getting with a whole other member of another couple and busting it down. 
It also makes me wonder if there were some things happening off camera between them. Or if it all happened after the show. So, in the last episode, when they were all, like, when they were all getting together and bonding and talking about what they learned, I don't know what Zach said. But Bao co-signed it 100%. And all of Twitter was like, hmm. There's the origin story. And, and, that's, how it all, and that's how it all started. They went in the back and busted down. No. Um, so... Decision day. Who's going to be left standing? Gail and Myrna. Maybe Jose and Rachel. Yeah. Definitely Gil and Myrna. Which is weird to say. Um, Bow and Johnny, no. Bow and Johnny, no. The white people, I forget their names. No. Brett, Brett and Ryan, no. Yeah, Brett. Well, which one is? Brett? Ryan is the dude. Ryan is the dude. They both have, like, Sexually ambiguous names. He's already hedging his bets on fucking Bumble or something. Yeah, he already he, he instead of arguing, he was like, "Yeah, I, I, I'll just leave." Exactly. She's he's, like, "Dude, you couldn't wait two weeks." He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm. "Yeah, he's already hedging his bets, so we know that's not going to go anywhere." Jose and Rachel are a a wild card. I didn't think Jose and Rachel were going to be the wild card originally. They're the wild card. I think they're going to get married and then get divorced in real life at some point. Oh, Oh, one hundred. Yeah. Yeah, it won't last long. Like there, there's no trust, and he still hasn't come out yet. Okay. <laughs> hmm? hmm? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Okay. Um. Yeah, she doesn't look actively turned on by him. She doesn't. She doesn't look very plussed at all by. I mean, he locked her out the house. No matter what bullshit reason he gives, he locked her out the he house. He did. He locked her out the I house. I didn't know. I just. Didn't I lock know. up after a certain time. And she's Damn. like, bet I wouldn't kick it with my ex anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't do anything, no. Oh, she did something. <laughs> she did something. Yeah, I'm sure they both did. That 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 happened. Um, yeah, so so far I think Gil and Mirla are gonna make it. Um we're gonna get one more blow up out of Michaela. She will not be there for the they all have to get together after decision day or whatever. Um Michaela will not be present. Michaela will not be present. Um apparently she has not spoken to Zach probably since decision day. By the way, um I don't know if it was you or somebody else that sent me the link to Michaela's IG profile. Yes. And in location, it said Mo City slash A-Leaf. I got all the answers I needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, she definitely got yeah. that Willow Ridge vibe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the real housewives are Willow Ridge. Michaela's a South Side gal, y'all. It's true. That's how they get down. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I see. The, I see where the Hulk smash come from now. <laughs> um, she, I, I guarantee you, she fucked a couple of spades games up. Mm. Yeah, they don't invite her to spades night no more. <laughs> um, what else do I have? Oh, last one. Astro World Fest. <sighs> Travis Scott's Astro World Fest, as of like today, was canceled. Thank goodness. Because like eight people died. Eight people died. 
all had heart attacks or like car went into cardiac arrest or got trampled by large crowds. Yeah. And the wild part is people were actively being trampled. This this is why that should I don't not go, still be happening in 2021. It it will at an outdoor fest. It will. But this is why I don't go to concerts. I can't go to I don't go to concerts that I can't sit down cuz correct. Number one, I'm old. I was saying, I ain't got the knees for that shit. But number two, like these types of shows, everyone is trying to get as close to the stage as possible. Um, and you already know Travis Scott is a very high energy show. I would say at all times pushing towards the front. Yeah, and and at some point it breaks. And and I'm, I was reading stories about people who are just being crushed by the weight of people trying to move through people to get closer to the stage. And at one point there was just a layer of people on the ground that were being stepped on. And and at one point they just started like crowd surfing unconscious bodies to, to the back of the crowd to receive medical attention by like the three people on staff that could provide medical attention. Um, some of whom were trying to give people CPR while the person could already breathe and had a pulse. <laughs> so, filming. There were people filming that. Yeah. I'm still a little disgusted. Yeah. And, and in the background, the concert's still happening. And people are telling, and he, and at one point they said, Travis even acknowledged, like, oh, damn, it's kind of fucked up out there. Sicko mode. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and I don't think any of this is necessarily Travis's fault. First of all, no, wait, no, 100% his fault. It is, it is, it is his responsibility. No, it's his festival. It is his responsibility, even though even though Live Nation produces it and books it, it is Correct. his responsibility as 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 the 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 head not just the headlining talent, he's also incrementally in creating this festival. He mm-hmm. is absolutely responsible for ensuring the safety of the people in the crowd, especially when he acknowledges that shit is fucked up. There have been times when me as a broke rapper have performed, and I've seen people at a distance, like, kind of getting fucked up, and I've had to stop, like, yo, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, stop the music, like, chill for a second. That chick over there is getting fucked up, y'all. <laughs> oh, shit. Make some room, and, like, let her, let her get out. Like, you, it's, if he didn't see it, that's one thing. But people say he acknowledged that shit was happening, yeah. and he still kept, I get those goosebumps every time. No! You gotta stop that shit, man. And, and having said that, Let's also unpack the fact that there was an event this packed, this booked in a pandemic. Well, the pandemic's been over for a year. I thought you knew. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. The pandemic was over with the first wave. I feel like what I've what I've seen and heard of this, this was irresponsibly booked. Yes. Um, There should have been a much more limited amount of tickets. It should have been people a, still crash the gates. Yeah, that's true. Travis sure. Scott yeah. fans are just Kanye fans in training. I was gonna say Travis Scott has a very unique fan base, by and that unique, fan base was gonna get in by young any means necessary. and young and stupid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, it, it, it took me a while because I don't actively listen to Travis Scott until until I didn't until probably the past year or so. It 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 sucks, but. It took me hearing his song on Tenet to really start looking his shit up. It did because I I don't fuck I I didn't like sicko mode. 
Um, and so, yeah, that's his. That's his people. He's among his people. His young and wilding. You know, mm. taking time away from being Kylie's familiar. I bet, I bet if Kylie was in Kylie? the crowd, he would have stopped it. I'm just saying. That's just uh, that. That's that. The whole thing is irresponsible. Agreed. And I'm glad they canceled it. it. It's unfortunate, and and I think you said it in the in the in the pre-production. We'll probably hear about fentanyl. I I'm hearing that there were drugs going around. I'm Shocking. hearing that fentanyl was among them. Shocking. Um, we, I don't have any confirmation on how true or false that is, but I would not be surprised. Let me also say that fentanyl is becoming a fucking nightmare, and you can't even do drugs in peace anymore. And. It's ridiculous. Now. I guess weed is just not good enough anymore. Hey, well, that and well, it, it's 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 good enough for the right person. Well, but also I understand that uh, I'm not the most well versed in manners of marijuana, but I understand that Texas does not have the best weed out there. Yeah, yeah. I hear that our weed yeah. is our weed is mid. We do, yeah. It's we not do. like that Cali bomb weed. We do be outsourcing. We do be outsourcing. <laughs> they they do be outsourcing. Excuse me. Um, so I will just say this on that note is that I guess we're at the point where drugs are just a generational fear now. Like drugs are just a it's it's a generational hazard. You're going to you're going to lose people to drugs in an, an out of control sector of drugs of drug use. Yeah, and fentanyl is that now. At one point, it was Molly. One point, it was it was OG ecstasy. At one point, it was LSD. At one point, it was heroin. It, it, it just it just gets it just gets stronger. hard crack. Hard crack. It yeah. It, it, now it's just a generational hazard. Now they just get stronger and stronger. Have you ever seen the size of a lethal dose of fentanyl? Yes, it is. It is the size of like like a, like a micro SD card. The the date on a penny. <laughs> Jesus. It Christ. is it is is it's as small as a piece of the lead of a pencil. Jeez. That's what? a lethal dose. That's and that can just end up in your shit. Right. That can just end up in your shit. You can't even do drugs in peace anymore. You can't even do drugs without being paranoid. And sometimes you're taking drugs to become a little paranoid. I get those goosebumps every time. Man, just let me, let me have my edibles and let me go about my business. I get those goosebumps every time. I, I, seven, one, three. It's too much. And the two, eight, one. It's too much, y'all. I, I, you, yeah. I don't know what's happening anymore, um, and I, that's a sad that's a sad way to go to a break. But I think that's a good, I think that's a decent place to go to a break. Uh, it's, it's not worse than shootings in Tulum and wanting to fuck scissors. <laughs> Song of the week. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Shootings in Tulum. Yeah. We, didn't, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the cartel found Tulum. 
Oh shit! They they they, they know where y'all are. Yeah, uh, a week or so ago, cartels shot up the club. <laughs> oh, here it goes. I shouldn't laugh, but um, I, I mean, look, that's where we are right now. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Two tourists killed as cartels creep into Mexico's Tulum Resort area. We knew it was coming. Yeah. Some shit going down. All that, all that money being circulated in Mexico, and the cartel wasn't gonna have a hand in it. Hell no. There was some folks being held at gunpoint in Cancun like a couple of days ago. So you know, good job, all you dumbasses, yeah. all you dumbasses that was out there turn up during the pandemic. Yeah, I, I already made it to my next spot, so. I was say, don't tell nobody. Nope. Nope. You got at least three more visits before the cartel finds it. You know what? My sp- my spot is my spot is Tulum. Yes, that is my spot. <laughs> and Playa del Carmen. <laughs> Come see me. Use that information at your risk. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good place to go to go to a break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You were listening to sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. Clap. There we go. Actually, <laughs> actually, before we go to break, Van, Van Lathan was talking about critical race theory. Stop clapping. Van Lathan was talking about critical race theory. And he said in his mind, CRT means crackers ruin everything. <laughs> but, but the teeth. I get it though. I get <laughs> right. it though. I'm 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 ruining it. Right, right, right. <laughs> I get it. Right. Um so yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll be back. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And Randall is drinking water. You know what? I you know what? Fuck it. We're not gonna. So next week we're not. We're gonna be off. Yeah. Next week we're gonna be off because Randall has a little. Uh, I got rotator cuff surgery. Yes, and he will be medicated. He will be for med- slapping the shit out of people too hard. It's true. Yeah, bust, bust, it, bust it. And um, he will be med. He will be thankfully medicated. <laughs> and um, that's probably not the best way to pod. <laughs> no. Not that kind of medication, hey, guys. Look, hey, I'm telling you. You, you get me on the right shit, you got all the Patreon content you need. Don't do it. Can a free podcast get canceled? Let's find Let's out. Let's find out, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but I, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. When we come back from break, I will go sober. I will go what? sober for the episode. Hit, hit, hit me with the air horns. I will go sober for the episode. We'll see where that goes. Can you do it through the end of the year? Uh, no. Damn. <laughs> no. Have, have, have you been keeping up about my job? I, I, I get it. No. But, you know, I, Who the uh, fuck would do my job sober? As I, as I am in um, um, recovery, physical recovery, y'all. Physical recovery. Physical recovery. For the rest of the year, I will uh, most likely be on some type of pain medication for a good part of it. So I will, I will continue. I will be with the water. I will be lit solo. Thank you. Um, except for next episode. Next episode, uh, I'm going to be sober, and we're going to see where that, right, where that takes let's us. Go. It's a start. Hit me with the air horns. Episode 160. Look at him. Um, 
in that, it, it, what that says, time for opinion. Uh, not opinions. Well, <laughs> God damn it. That's why I need to go sober. Already. It is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. It, white people are on. When I say white people are low key on one, low, white people are all the way on. Like, we don't. Again. I I don't have the bandwidth. I said I said this last week, and I thought I was going to talk about it this week. I don't have the bandwidth to discuss Joe Biden with y'all. Like, white people are fucking up, and let's start from the top. I don't have the bandwidth to discuss it, but Biden's fucking up. Even though y'all are a lot more surprised about that than I am. Like, I know why I voted for him. I didn't vote for him. I voted against Trump. And a lot of you are talking about voters' remorse. Nothing that has taken place in the past year is enough to make me say, damn, this shit wouldn't have happened on Donald Trump's watch. <laughs> so so let's start there um, and work our way down um, to far less in- influential Aaron Rodgers. Quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Um, undeserving undeserving husband to Shailene Woodley. No. Well, she can do she can do better. I heard she's been kinda out there too. Wait, word? Yeah. Okay. But undeserving X to the goddess Olivia Munn. Fam. Fam. How did his dorky? Well, he's a football player, so whatever. Yeah, you don't even have to finish. Yeah, I don't say because other than that, how did his dorky ass uh, pull that? Anyway, um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't know the difference between immunization and uh, vaccination. No, he knows. (laughs) He knows. (laughs) He he knows. He just he, he just chooses to. Act like he doesn't. He chooses to misremember it at an opportune time. Correct. As it turns out, Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated. He's been actively playing football. Yep. He is not vaccinated. He is, according to him, immunized. First of all, what does being, no, you actually, you don't need to know. You don't need to, all you need to know about the difference between immunized and vaccinated in the context of, Aaron Rodgers and COVID is that one of these will still get you COVID and the other will not. You know, immunization usually requires getting a shot in order to be immunized. Um, Did he happen to take a COVID vaccination shot for his immunization? As far as I know, he didn't. No. The answer is no. The answer, right, no. The answer was he was lying and he knew he was lying the whole time. Correct. I'm going to go out here. I'm going to go out on a limb. And I'm going to say that I don't 100% blame Aaron Rodgers. I blame the organization. I'm willing to bet the organization knew that he was also not, and they were just like, well, I mean, we, I ain't going to say shit, but if, I it, say it's playoffs, if it comes out, it's on you. I ain't saying shit. Correct. Correct. You know how I know Aaron Rodgers is wrong? His lips are moving? Because just as any white person who gets in trouble does, when they're lying about something, they invoke Martin Luther King. Oh, shit. 
shit. He goes, the great MLK said, you have a moral obligation to object to unjust rules and rules that make no sense. Now, first of all, I don't know if MLK ever said that. I don't think he did. But if Aaron Rodgers said he did, then he did. Why? <laughs> that is the great deflection. When white people get in trouble, they love deflecting by quoting, quoting Martin, Martin Luther, Luther King. King. Misquoting him, by the way. Yeah, the, the oppression Olympics are, are real. Yeah, you know, he was also on the Pat McAfee show, you know, talking about Jesus. the woke mob and the <laughs> cancel culture and, you know, all the man, the MAGA bingo card phrases. Shut the fuck up! Man, I had to pull it out early. Get, get the f- and, and and you know what? And another reason I don't a hundred percent blame Aaron Rodgers is because I've been around football most of my life enough to know that this is the especially growing up in Texas to know that this is the culture we in American society have largely created for him. This is the, this is what we this is the. The, the quarterback can do no wrong. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go out on them. I know this isn't apples. It, this, this is kind of uh, apples and oranges. The way Kyrie Irving is treated for being anti-vax, and I'm not defending Kyrie Irving at all because I think he's a dumbass, and he has been a proud dumbass uh, from his first moments in the spotlight. Um, When black people... Say stupid shit, we are dragged mm-hmm. largely. When white people say and do stupid shit, they are largely ignored. Think of every think of every sitcom you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. For me, it would be Daria. Remember Daria had Kevin, mm-hmm. the dumbass football player, and her and his dumbass cheerleading girlfriend, yeah. and the black people that they hung out with. Just per- were perpetually looking at them like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Largely in the grand scheme of the storylines in Daria, Kevin, the dumbass football player, was largely ignored. Yes. He'd say some dumb shit. Everybody would look at him and consider it for a second and then go right back to the plot at hand. <laughs> that is an apt comparison for how I feel white people, largely white people, Dumb white athletes are treated in America. If Kyrie Irving had said some shit like that, had invoked Martin Luther King uh-huh. to make excuses for his dumbass behavior, which to his credit, he is he is pretty much owned. Yeah. He would be lambasted in the media and in the press. That the likes of which would, the likes of which would not have been seen for years. It ain't a lot of people as dumb as Kyrie Irving. I can tell, but I can tell you, he would not be rewarded and really coddled for it the way Aaron Rodgers low key is being. And Kyrie's smart, though. And then another difference is Kyrie came right out with his foolishness. Aaron yeah. Rodgers tried to hide it. That's I, true. I bet you the whole organization knew, and 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 Aaron Rodgers like. Calls, playfully calls someone a punk ass bitch one too many times. He was like, "Oh, okay, man. I, I I told you to quit playing with that, man. You ain't gonna call me no more, bitches. I got you now." Correct. Hey, guess what, man? No, Aaron Rodgers, man. That fool ain't vaccinated. 
I got the proof. Watch him say some dumb shit like he's immunized, though. <laughs> this is why he doesn't deserve Shailene Woodley. That's why he never deserved Olivia Munn. <laughs> um, also, as we all know, uh, Halloween just passed. And we all know that Halloween is the time is, is the time of year when um, white people ruin some, their lives. When white people <laughs> d- d- just pick a time to ruin their lives and their career altogether. <laughs> a Virginia town official not only dressed in blackface as a quote expression of freedom, he dressed as Randy Watson. A.K.A. sexual chocolate from coming to America. So a white dude dressed as a black dude dressing as another black dude? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This is courtesy of the Washington Post. Uh, When a Warsaw, Virginia councilman wore blackface to look more like an Eddie Murphy character, he did so only out of, quote, love and respect. He wrote in a since-deleted Facebook post. Aaron Hamlin, one of seven members on the Warsaw Town Council, posted a photo dressed of himself dressed as a fi- as a singer of a fictional band called Sexual Chocolate from the 1988 film Coming to America. The character Randy Watson is played by Eddie Murphy. I went out as the legendary Randy Watson tonight. Give it up for my band, Sexual Chocolate. Hamlin, who is white, <laughs> white is capitalized, wrote in the Facebook caption of a photo of himself in a blue suit, curly wig, and dark makeup, according to to a screenshot captured by WWBT. uh, The post quickly prompted backlash from observers who accused Hamlin of racism, the news reported. Uh, The councilman took down the photo and later wrote another Facebook post explaining that I never intended for this to be a racist issue, According to the screenshot of the post, many saw it degrading, which I did not. I did it to show my love for the character in the movie, Hamlin wrote. But since I'm white and it's considered offensive to some, by some as is considered by some as offensive to dress as a black person, I think that's ridiculous, especially when it's done to be a tribute to the character. Can I? Can I give? Every white person who does blackface just a, a little bit of advice. It's, it's just a little guideline to help you when you're trying to decide on whether or not to wear blackface. Do it. Notice that nobody else wears any type of face. Nobody wears white face. Nobody wears red face or yellow face. Nobody wears paint that is intended to make them look like other races of people. You know why? Because we know that's some bullshit. And you know it too. Oh, yes. You know it too. Farron Hamblin. You know some shit's going to go down. Like, I'm looking at this shit. It's a terrible costume. If he would have walked around like that and you gave me a hundred guesses, I would not have guessed that that's Randy Watson. I would be like, that's a white dude in bad blackface. <laughs> <laughs> like people with plastic surgery don't always necessarily look better. Sometimes they just look like they have plastic surgery. He went to Halloween as a dude in blackface. Yes, he did. And I feel like this is a good time to point out uh, that I was definitely this close to dressing like Mark Wahlberg for Halloween. 
Were you going to paint your face white? I was not going to paint my face white. I was definitely going to get a stupid ass little, like, probably like an Elvis, rubber Elvis wig or some shit. Um, Were you going to blind the Vietnamese man as well? (laughs) (laughs) No, I might say nigger a couple of times. Too far? Maybe too far. You got that part down already. Say hi to your mother for me. Um, yeah, I was gonna dress like Mark Wahlberg and just make fun of him all day, and just being <laughs> and just being character. They, they ought to be glad Halloween wasn't on a weekday because I definitely showed up to work dressed like Mark Wahlberg and just let everybody guess. Gosh, you're so nice today, so Say, cordial. Fuck, fuck out of you. What's the matter, smart ass? You don't know any Shakespeare? So how do you mother for me? Um, send your racist stories. Send your racist, uh, real-life racist encounters. Along with your listener letters, questions for myself, D. Randall, or anyone else you hear on this podcast, please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or drop them in our comment sections, drop them in, the, uh, uh, drop them in our inboxes. If you go to opinionswhileblack.com, it shows you all the ways to get in touch with us that are pertinent all the ways to learn more about the Lee Silver team in podcasting and ways to buy merch. I meant the air horns. Same. Ways to buy merch. Uh, new Fall 21 merch is out. Get your Black Woman is God t-shirt uh, or Net Gator or Buttons, Notebook, all of the above. Um, I don't know. We might it, winter twenty one. You know, this is Texas, but we might do hoodies. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll do hoodies. Also, BTE Energy shirts coming. I'll say big t- big titty energy shirts coming very sizes soon. extra small to medium <laughs> fits all. <laughs> uh, on that note, we will be back uh, with your listener letters in the top three STFUs. You are listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I am buzzed. Uh oh. Snap, 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 snap. Hotep, hotep, hotep. Hotep, hotep. Um. Time for your listener letters. I guess in the listener letter section, uh, it's a well. I guess it's a good time to at least just respond to um, certain feedback. Actually, I'm. You know what? No, I'm going to let Randall get his off first. Oh, okay. You want to do that? We're not doing the feedback first. Okay. No, <clears throat> go ahead and do yours. I'll do the feedback later. All right. <clears throat> Our first letter comes from a uh, friend of the podcast family. Uh, Jessica, a.k.a. the Curly Nerd. Um, and it goes like this. What up, Jess? And this is a, this is, I guess you would say, an advice. A, a what would you do type question. Oh, shit. It's kind of long. They didn't start asking us for advice. kind of long. Let's go. It's kind of messy. Let's hit it. Dear Oz and Damien, my grandmother passed away recently, and when she passed, my aunt told my sister take the money that my grandmother kept in her sock drawer and put it away because people would be coming in and out of the house and she didn't want anyone to steal it. And there were people that she intended for the money to go to. Mm -hmm. 
So the day after my grandmother dies, my dad and my sister and I and my cousin, we go to the house and start cleaning up my grandmother's apartment. My sister had gotten there earlier because my grandmother told her she went to get a few things because my my grandmother told her to get a few things before people got to the apartment and also, you know, the money that she wanted her to grab. So while I was in the kitchen cleaning and my dad and sister were moving their cars, my cousin went into my sister's purse and stole an envelope full of money that belonged to my grandmother. It was 100% her because she was the only person alone in the apartment. And also, why would I steal from my sister? Now, my cousin has been a liar and a thief since we were kids. So why would she be any different in the 30s? Uh, now, my, my sister waited until after my grandmother's memorial to confront her. And of course, the cousin denied it. And she told her parents, the parents got involved. And her parents basically tried to make a scene and clown everyone and say, our daughter, who is, yes, a lifelong habitual liar and thief, would have never done it. And there, and there, are, other, there are other details in it that are more personal that, that, make, that, that make it known that they know right. that she right. was the one that took it. So it's, it's out, it was without question. Right. That this cousin took the money. Now, the catch is the money that she stole was actually meant for her parents mm-hmm. and for another aunt. And that it was intentionally meant to stay away from that cousin. Okay. Because it's known that that cousin steals and lies. So the question is what would you do? Given the circumstances, if you know that a family member has stolen money from your deceased grandmother and now the parents of that cousin are making a scene and trying to defame your good character. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is why, this is a part of the segment where we learn a little too much about Oz's family. <laughs> Because antics like this don't happen in my family because there's too many big niggas walking around. And in my family, it is completely acceptable and it's sometimes completely expected that if you pull some shit... First of all, um, I come from a family where we wholeheartedly believe family don't steal. Should family feel the nerve to steal? I'm not talking about you know, uh, you know, using uh, using some of my shit without asking. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about stealing, fam. It's too many big niggas in my family. <laughs> it's too many niggas in my family with firearms. Yes. This don't happen because in my family is not only expected is uh entire is entirely acceptable for you to just get your ass whooped. You just not only not only for you to get your ass whooped, not just for stealing, but for tarnishing the memory, tarnishing the memory of your matriarch. Yes. Not just 
not just by stealing, but just the fact that this is a that when that every time now that we talk about when we talk about when grandma died, we gotta talk about your filthy stealing ass. Every time now, that is a part of the story. That has to be a part of the story. So not only is it acceptable, it is expected that you very quietly get pulled over to the side, out in the backyard. You get your ass whooped. You you get your ass whooped for a little bit. And you bring your raggedy ass right back in. You put back what you what the fuck you stole. You apologize and you keep it pushing. And we all just had get to have an awkward motherfucking dinner together that night where everybody knows you got your ass whooped and everybody knows exactly the fuck why. Don't shit change from being kids. Yeah. Don't shit change from being kids. You get the same humiliation with twice the ass whooping. I have no problem. Z- oh, my God. Not in, and certainly not in my house. Certainly. I, I have walked in recently to some hot shit going down where they were trying to not have this hot shit go down before Oz got home from work. And Oz got home from work and everybody had a bad time that night. Everybody had a bad time. Don't come over and have to wait for an Uber at my house and some shit that went down. <laughs> That's an awkward seven minutes. That is awesome. <laughs> Damn, he's been a block away for a while. I might just I might just go meet him halfway. Hey bro, it's me, man. I started walking. Just You start changing your meetup location real quick, motherfucker. <laughs> oh man, you, you you might change up the meeting location to a running start. Yeah. Keep, keep the shit running. Don't stop. <laughs> Hell y'all. Um no, see, and this is why I'm ba- this is why I'm bad at advice in these situations. Because in these situations in my family, uh, a couple of big a couple of big niggas that call themselves family, um, who we've never exactly figured out who's who they're related to, just show up and beat the living fuck out of you, and you just take your you just take your lumps, put that shit back, and you just get to awkwardly chew your food through tears, like when you were a little kid and you got your ass beat. And this is why women don't come home to meet my family. <laughs> you know what you got, Randall? This is I mean, personally this is one of the most vile things that that I think you can do and and you know the the dollar amount was intentionally left out because it doesn't matter At how all. much it was. At all. It is the it is the thought of someone taking something that was left by the deceased matriarch of the family, as you said, who who loved people dearly and, and, and who did not have a lot in the way of means to begin with. So what she was able to give truly came from her heart and from her desire to pass something on to, to the people that she loved. And for you to put your filthy claws on some shit that you know didn't belong to you and and, and to take that shit. I mean, karma is going to be a bitch one way or the other. What I will say is this cousin is very lucky that she did not grow up in my family. Because much like your family, A, my family is very large, especially my father's side. Very large, very ignorant, full of big, dumb country niggas who also love firearms. 
And there have been many stories of days past, even before my time, when, because uh, my father is the, he's number 13 out of 14 kids. So he's, he's pretty young mm. on the scale. But in the, you know, the decades before that, all of my older cousins who are like, you know, 15 or 20 years older than me, in their generation, if somebody got out of line, they got the dog pissed beat out of them by a group of cousins and uncles and whoever else. So you, you're absolutely right. When you cross the family, the, the hands come out. And, and you, know, you know how it is when you, when you are a habitual thief and a liar. Whatever that money was that was taken was already gone. So you're never getting it back. Correct. So uh, there's going to be a pound of flesh, pound of that ass, and we, we, we will stop when we feel like you've paid up in blood. It's true. Um, so just, just know that that's coming. And that's a sliding scale, motherfucker. It is. It, you know what? And again, it's a sliding scale, not based on the dollar amount, but who you take it from. Real talk. You take it for another cousin. All right. There's there's a level of ass beating. You take it from somebody's mama. It goes up. The price goes up with each generation. Hell yeah. You take it from grandmother and the oldest surviving matriarch of the family. You're not sitting down for a while. Nope. Thought, you thought pledging was bad. Steal something. Steal something from some real southern country niggas. And it will never be forgotten or forgiven. But Jessica's family is probably a much more reasonable family than mine. <laughs> I imagine so. So with that said, um, you know. Beat their ass. If, if you can't do that, remind them. As often as possible, how fucked up they are. Kidnap them. And make sure <laughs> that they understand that they are ostracized from, from anything else that you do. Push them down the stairs. You know, or push them up the stairs. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> what Whatever proximity they are to stairs, just push them. It's going to hurt one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, just know that, that karma will come for them. And they have exposed themselves for the vile, reprehensible creatures that they are. Stop stealing from family. And man. quote, the late, great Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, they hope to die. Yes. Yes. They yes, they deserve to, to die. die and I, and hope, I hope they, they burn, burn in hell. hell. And stop stealing from family. That is. Like, I used to take change off my parents' dresser. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing. Bro, right? Yeah, I I did a break even for the bus, shit like that. Yeah, no, cool like, cup money. Yeah, you, you know, know what I'm shit like that. Man, see, yeah, that's. I don't want to be one of those old get off my lawn niggas. This don't. This doesn't happen unanswered in certain families. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, we hey, have, send your cousin down to my family. Shit. Send them send them to both our families. I'll invite her to the family reunion and, and just announce in front of everyone what she did. I'll invite nigga, I'll I'll get my cousins over here and invite them to Wednesday. Because yeah. they'll I mean they'll they'll whoop ass on GP. For nothing. She did what? To her grandmother? Whip whip. Whip whip. Oh man, you thought pledging was bad. <laughs> Um, Justice Burns 
um, had a question. Back again, bro. I got a rant about these goddamn white white police yesterday. Oh, wow. I had my 2019 Dodge Charger stolen from my apartment complex. I live in Rice Village, Westview uh, area of town. Instead, instead of the cops asking asking me actual questions about the theft that occurred, these devils asked me what I'm into. Basically alluding to the fact that I look like I'm involved in crime. Am I tripping? No. No. Police do this all the time. Um, police very often um, ask you about yourself, trying to figure out if you've made enemies, um, trying to figure out if you're it, because somehow that lessens the amount of work they have to do. They want to know how you can afford that car and live in that neighborhood. That's what they want to know. It has nothing to do with the crime. They're just like, oh, what? before we even get to that, how is this nigger here? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, and then you live in Westview. Oh God. They want to know whose cousin you are. They want to know who they, 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 they want to know, uh, what crypto you stole from somebody. Just anything. Now, was it your car that was taken? Is, is it in your name? It's in, it's yes, in your name. Fuck. Okay. I wouldn't have called you. How much is your monthly note on it? Exactly. More to your salary, pig. Motherfucker. The fuck and, and no, you're not tripping. You're not tripping. There is definitely a, a general malaise, depending on what uh, police department you dealt with, uh, given your part of Rice Village. Um, yeah, they don't give a shit. They'll tear, and they'll fuck around and tear up your house. You signed up. Well, I, well, y'all probably didn't. You signed up to the Queen Sugar where they tore up Routina Wesley's house on GP. Look, y'all think these these quote unquote nice neighborhoods are nice. Their, their crime statistics are in a lot of ways higher than the hood, especially Rice Village, especially West Rice U. Village, Westview. Look, the Heights, an historically affluent. Well, I shouldn't say affluent, but you know, an historical like neighborhood. They get to be pretty independent of everybody else. Leads the city in home invasions. Correct. To this day. Correct. Put some, just just let some niggas commute. Put them in the middle of an of an affluent neighborhood, and let's see how they do. And it ain't the niggas doing the crime. No, it's not. No, it's not. Just so y'all know. Sometimes it's the Crime Stoppers. Mm-hmm. Um. One last listener letter. <laughs> On that note, uh, euphonic. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Euphonic actually hit me with a text message. He wanted to know if he could get in on the listener letter thing real quick. Uh he asked, if I can find it, how do kids find a sense of self in the information age? Say to me, same way you do any other uh any other age. Find your tribe. Find your tribe, find your people. Um Find the people, find the people with their head in the right direction, in the same direction as you, and go from there. Just find your tribe. I don't think, I think the venue is always different, but I don't. But honestly, I think the advice is always the same. If I could, if I could have told myself uh, much at a much earlier age, find your tribe. I think I'd be a lot happier. I'm happy now, but yeah, that's always going to be my. My advice to people: find your tribe as quickly as possible in this, in this day and era. It's actually very good advice. Um, 
earlier this week, I had a conversation with my niece because I, I pick her up from school every day, and, and it's pretty cool because, um, you know, we talk about stuff, and it gives me a reason to see her. Uh, you know, she's 15 now. Uh, one of one day this week, just out of the blue, she goes, and I, well, I know my sister, her mother, does not listen to this, so she won't hear this. Um, she goes, I, I don't think I want to be a surgeon anymore. Because, oh you know, boy. she, you know, she, up to this point, she wanted to be a surgeon. Sure. And I said, okay, there's nothing wrong with that. I said, why did you want to be a surgeon in the first place? And she goes, you know, because of the money that comes with it. I said, huh. I said, yeah, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, wild that when we're, especially starting when we're young, you know, the idea of life's lo- lifelong success is accompanied by, you know, the job you get and the salary that comes with it. And I said, what, 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 were, what were people telling you the best paying jobs? She's like doctor, lawyer, stuff like that. So yeah. Which all comes with their set, you know their own set of stresses. But I said, why is it that you don't want to be a surgeon now? And she said, honestly, because I'm not, I'm not even interested. I don't even know what they do really, <laughs> except cut people oh, wow. open and fix them. I said, fair enough, because I went to, sc- I originally went to college for engineering, and after my sophomore year, I still technically didn't know what an engineer did. Right. And I figured that that was not the career for me. But you know, it took me all the way until college to realize that. Um, and I said, what are your passions? She said, well, I don't really know what my passion is. I have a lot of interests, but I don't know what my passion is. And I said, you know what? That's also okay. I said that the key point is you've identified, you've identified what you don't necessarily want to be. You've also identified that maybe you're still in search of a passion. That level of introspection doesn't happen a lot nowadays with kids. And, And I told her, I said, you know, um, talk to people, like talk to your friends, like stay in conversation at, at some point in the constant conversation and the camaraderie that comes with your friendship. And like you said, you know, um, finding your tribe, you'll, you'll find all those things in due time and don't feel like that there's a deadline on it. You don't have to figure everything out when you're 18. Some people don't figure things out until they're 50. Yep. You know, um, People change careers all the time, all every the time. day. I, I worked in the financial industry for 15 years. I thought that would be a lifelong career for me. And until I got to the point where I realized, nah, this is not who I am. And, you know, in my 30s, my late 30s, I, I changed, I changed, you know, the game up completely to, to something else that, now I found, you know, a passion and liking to. So you don't have to find it now, but take your time. Take your time. You got time. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty good. Okay. Um, thank you for the listener letters. Opinionswildblack at gmail dot com. You know what to do. I know feedback. You said there was some feedback or something. Oh, there was feedback. Um, from uh, Darth Kanji Sin. Hey, she had some choice words, and and we didn't. And it wasn't like a a, 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 it wasn't a malicious exchange. Damn, did I fuck up? No. Okay. No. It wasn't a malicious exchange, but there were some things she wanted us to keep in mind, um, considering 
um, Flower Girl, mm. and you know, I, I think she was just—I think she was just on one. There was a lot of, and there was a there was a lot of talk around, maybe not from us per se, but I didn't read the comments that hard. Apparently, the comments went very hard on this young girl. Mm. Um. And you know the comments on one of your posts, no, um, on the original uh, TikTok. Ah, okay. Ah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that one, the one who bought the flowers for herself. <laughs> yes, the one who bought okay. the flowers for herself. Sorry, yeah. Um, you know, and she, you know, she was just kind of like, you know, it's just, it's just, we tell black women to be upfront about things and and what they want and expect, and when they do, you know, we call them all types of shit and tell them to shut the fuck up. Now. I want to be very clear. Um, you know, date, and she was, you know, very much like, you know, just, you know, date who you like. Um, I, and it's important to have these conversations, and there's nothing wrong with having the conversation. Um, you know, date who, as I'm quoting her, date who you like and who aligns with your own interests, but we can't ignore that black women usually get to sort it in the stick. I agree. Um, and this is not completely about me railing on Flower Girl, but it's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize that they were just really just railing on her for days. Um, my problem was never with her wanting flowers in a fucking vase. Um, even even though if you really wanted to solve the problem, you could have took took your ass to Dollar Tree and bought a fucking vase. <laughs> My problem was never with the with the issue of the vase. My problem was with the delivery and with the tone. That was all. It, this would not mm-hmm. have been on my radar if it were not for the delivery and the tone. The first, the the first thing, and I, I want to, and, and I and I again, I want to be fair, and I understand that more often than not, black women are the least protected. So when there is a so when there's a pushback against something a black woman said, we have to unpack where that pushback is coming from, and we have to understand. We at least have to understand that there are going to be a sector of people that drag her unnecessarily. I don't want to be in that in that part of the in that part of the group. It was not in our intention to be in that part of the group. I'm not taking back anything that I personally said, uh, nor is Randall, but. Hmm. Um, we do uh, we do understand um, that the treatment of black women sometimes has to come with kit gloves when you're talking about people that are the least protected on the social food chain. Uh, so we understand that. Having said that, one, for all I know, she did talk to her home. She did talk to homie about this. For all I know, she could have very well talked to the dude about the vase thing. She could have, and this could have been a conversation that they had and squashed it and whatever. But I very much doubt it. I looked at her TikTok. This is her MO. This is her MO. Instead of, instead of confronting parties and she very much screams the type, instead of confronting parties involved, she, puts you in the social media court and takes it to TikTok. She needed likes, period. I, she could have talked to dude about this, but I don't think she did. And even if she did, I would hate to see this as a conversation later. 
Not that it matters one way or the other, but I don't think she's actually talking about real people. <laughs> I think she's just framing it that way. And 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 much like you, my my issue wasn't with the message; it was the way that the message was delivered. Right, because like you said, if if this was truly someone that she was referring to, the the passive aggressiveness of putting it in an open forum like that, I was just on the way there. Yeah, is 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 what what gets me. And if this Correct. is her, this is her mo, again, I have a feeling that she got those flowers herself, and <laughs> and whatever whatever else she's talking about, and two, she got herself also. Correct, and two. You left them on your floor for three days. <laughs> not a table, not a countertop. You didn't even take your ass to Dollar Tree to solve the problem. Someone else someone else gave you a problem because they didn't solve the problem themselves. You decided you weren't going to solve the problem either, and it was just going to be a problem. And, and instead of you taking some initiative, it was just going to be a man's fault. Um, don't lecture me on TikTok about the treatment of something that you didn't treat well. What she did not have was a vase. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man! But I, I think it's. I think that is very fair feedback from Kanji. Um, shout out to you, Kanji. And and she wanted to know cosplay she was, queen, cosplay goddess. And let me tell you something. According to her, she was like, "Well, she could have been exaggerating for internet purposes. That's why you don't exaggerate for internet purposes. That's why you say what the fuck you mean." People do that on the internet, fam. In, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't re, and don't read the room. That's my thing. Yeah. Read the room. That was not the thing to exaggerate about because people are going to take you very literally when they're unpacking what what came about and why this does or doesn't make sense. So when you say the floor, people are going to assume you mean the floor and that you don't have any fucking furniture. Like the chicken, the Drake song. <laughs> Live downtown and got no fucking furniture in your house. Or like the chick in your story that one time. Like the chick that did not have a bed. <laughs> Country knows that girl, actually. It's, ah! it's, that, it's very funny. Ah! Um, ah! She doesn't realize. She's going to ask me about it later, probably. But Country knows that girl. Um, we need to invite that girl on the show one we day. We do not. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Never. Never? Never. Not even for Patreon. We can't have like an awkward encounter segment on the show. Ooh, it would be the most awkward for mm. so many reasons that I will probably explain on Patreon. <sighs> I don't. Mm. Um, and the other thing is that everything about her vibes was stanking condescending. Mm. If a woman, t- if a woman, man, whoever talked to me like that, it, it's not, it, it wouldn't hurt to put them in a vase. I promise. It, I promise it wouldn't hurt. I promise it wouldn't hurt. I'd I'd tell anyone who talked to me like that to suck a dick. I would. On TikTok. You'll probably make your mother proud. Don't you want to make your mother proud? You'll probably make your mother proud. Fuck off. You don't talk to people like that. You just don't. I'm sorry. I Maybe because I have been working customer service all my life. That is not how you talk to people. It's not. That's not the way you talk to people when you're trying to get something that, according to her, is meaningful across. You just don't. I know we do it on this podcast, but that's what people come here expecting. That's what they signed up for. This is entertainment. So we're like the summer walkers of podcasting. More or less. More me than you, but... (laughs) 
clearly because clearly we live two two different lifestyles, no. but but more or less. Um, that's all I really had to say. I just I get it, it, but I understand where the pushback comes from. I understand that we have to be very um, watchful and mindful of how black women are being criticized. So I'm not mad. So I'm not mad about it at all. And we, you know, we chopped it up and we chopped it up afterwards anyway. It was all good. Um, but I felt like that should be brought to the table that we do understand that black women are the least protected and that um, there are people out there that took the joke, that took the shit too far and dragged her for filth. Um, not cool. I, Maybe my sympathy for per, for said person is not as much as it would be had she not had she not talked the way she talked about dude. Uh, she even edited herself laughing at dude out of the video badly. Everybody forgot about that. Um, but no, not cool, not cool. Like punishment should fit the crime. Um, having said that, spend a little more time on that than I wanted. Uh, top three STFUs. All right. Who are the three people that need to shut the fuck shut up? The Number three. We don't have any runners up. Oh, well, Tyrese said some wild shit, but I'm, I'm not. No, they, we just need to pray for Tyrese. Um, it's, it's getting out of hand. I, Tyrese needs Tyrese Tyrese needs some genuine counseling. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not even gonna bother to look up. Oh, say what more do you want from me? I, I'm not even gonna bother to look yeah, up. Just, it's, it's fine. It, okay. Just if you see Tyrese, just lay a hand on the brother. It, just put him on the prayer list, man. It, it's it's getting out of control. That's all I'm saying. Um, number three is Kanye West. Mm. It doesn't matter what he said. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. really doesn't. I don't care what Kanye West said. And to be quite honest with you, fam, it doesn't matter anymore. What he said, who he said about, and the venue he said it on literally doesn't matter at this point. Nothing Kanye Amari West says should be of any relevance because on one hand, he's either going to play the mental health bag and tell us that he was medicated when he thought of this shit. And it'd be a lie. Or he's going to play the mental health bag. And really ha- and really have been on medication when he said the shit. Which is even more incentive for us to not listen to anything he's saying. I didn't. I did not listen to that podcast at all. We can say uh, it's drink champs. Yeah. But, you know, people were... People kept sending me clips of, of shit that he said, and, and it's it further underscores what I have believed about him, and that he's he's genuinely a horrible person. Um, because pretty much everything that that I heard was him like making slick comments uh, about people that he had been aligned with before, and 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 you know people that either help put him on or, or that he collaborated closely with, um, you know, like calling just blaze a copycat. Um, shitting on John legend in common because they didn't, you know, they, they, 
they were campaigning for Democrats and not his little dumbass MAGA hat wearing shit. Um, it's 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 disgusting to me. Like, and and I and I hate more than I more than I despise him. I really hate his fans and the people that the people that enable him and the people that make him feel like he is a creative genius and worth, you know, all this attention. Like it, it, the shit is, it's annoying. It's corny. It's, it's hyper narcissism and people feed into that shit and they feed it. And it's, it's an ugly monster that is going to come to a tragic end at some point. Correct. Mark my words. And we're all going to be wondering how we got here. I won't. I won't. Uh, but, yeah, that's generally how it happens. Everybody wonders how it got this far. And no. It's going to be a car crashing off of a cliff. Fuck and, him. And, 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 yeah. And, yeah, no. Uh, it, and, you can, and, and you can suffer from mental illness and be an asshole completely separate from Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, we just... We just we're at the point. We just have to stop listening to Kanye West. There's nothing. There's nothing he could possibly say at this point in his career that could possibly be of any relevance to anything or anyone um, that matters. So no, we just have to shut up listening to him. Period. Um, yeah, give him a big shut, shut the fuck the up. Fuck Number two is Jason Whitlock. What? Wait. Let me sit up. Yes, the swollen Teddy Graham has returned oh from goodness. obscurity. Um, and of course, because Colin Kaepernick has come up again in the news, man, Uh, Colin Kaepernick in, in conjunction with Ava DuVernay, um, has a Netflix project that I have not watched yet. It's like, uh, Colin in black and white or something like that. Kaepernick Mm -hmm. in black or white. Um, I have not watched it yet. Um, it's probably something we probably should watch and unpack at some point. Um, and of course, Jason Whitlock had negative things to say. Uh, I, I'm not even not the man who bleeds high C ecto cooler. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, the man whose blood type is the sugars <laughs> had something to say. Oh man, the man they literally have to roll out of bed <laughs> and hope for the best. Did he, he say it with the, the f- did he say it with the front or the back of his neck? <laughs> <laughs> this is the only man who can talk from all four sides of his neck. <laughs> oh shit. Welcome back, Jason. Welcome back, Jason. Welcome back to the God damn it. Well, they- not that you ever left because you big ass can't move anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Basically, uh, Jason Whitlock said that um, um, that Ava. He's said more or less that Ava and Cap are too dumb to be embarrassed, but they should be embarrassed by that Netflix special. Someone on Twitter literally <laughs> responded, and they were like, I "Shit, you not?" They responded that you actually steal food. <laughs> Out of the office fridge, and no, they will not reveal their sources. <laughs> that is the least surprising thing that I've ever heard about him. My question, my question is for him to be stealing food out of fridge. How does he get away? <laughs> he probably sits next to the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh man, that's the most awkward Zoom meeting ever. Yeah, no, actually, this ain't this ain't a counter. This is this is my desk. This is my desk. He ne- when the pandemic hit, he just never left the fridge. <laughs> God damn it, Jason! Don't you want to be remembered for something other than Colin Kaepernick and LeBron James? He will be hypertension. <laughs> Don't you want something like it's bad enough. The only thing you can really cop to in your career is um, being one of the architects for the un- for uh, the undefeated. And they took that from you. <laughs> Don't you want to be remembered for something other than just railing on two of the, on two of the most influential athletes of a generation <laughs> for for differing reasons, mind yeah. you, but. Don't you want don't you want something else out of life aside from cool whip? <laughs> I really want to understand. Don't you like don't you want to fulfill something like like don't you want something else for yourself like an accountability workout partner? Mm. Workout. <laughs> you lost him there. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Unless he's working crumbs out his belly button. Oh, God damn it. Like, you would think you would have more pressing matters at hand, like the fact that you break a sweat b- brushing your teeth. <laughs> doesn't, it bother, doesn't it bother you that you bleed hot dog juice? <laughs> I don't understand. Like... It's like, it's like Hello Kitty has a thyroid problem. Wow. Like, I don't understand. You, like, you literally look like the father of that Pokemon whose power is singing to people. He looks like the poop emoji. You ever notice that? What? <laughs> 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 I mean, there's just, just got to be something else for you to talk about or report on other than the other than the breadsticks at the Olive Garden. Like I The only man is banned from Olive Garden lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Bottomless soup salad and and bread. How do you ascend to We a, don't we don't serve your kind here, sir. How do you ascend to a point where you have your where you have your picture up on the wall at Jason's Deli? Wow. Do not serve this man. That's you got a now they turn your way at the bar. <laughs> I don't even go here. I just have a lot of feelings. <laughs> you say feelings or fillings? <laughs> Both. <thing. laughs> All we're saying is. <laughs> All we're saying is that until Sonic Happy Hour is over, please shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just I don't understand like the only man that DoorDash is fourth meal <laughs> <laughs> oh shit oh man you are this is ridiculous this man oh. does DoorDash and Uber Eats at the same time see who gets there first <laughs> And he still eats them both. <laughs> You're both winners. Oh, <laughs> <In my book. laughs> oh man. Uh, 
Oh man, this <laughs> oh this man this man's hur- this man's hurricane preparedness kit features just top ramen. <laughs> oh shit. And the number one person who should shut the fuck up. It hurts now. Is the returning champion Boozy Badass. Why? Fam. Boozy gotta stop taking the bait. There needs to be like a limit to the number of times people can show up in this bitch consecutively. Did you see the uh, did you see the video where uh a gay dude ran up on Boozy and his son? Oh no. Oh bro. A gay dude or a trans person, I'm not sure, ran up on Boozy and his son coming out of somewhere. Um strip club? <laughs> You're talking about his minor son, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, probably strip club. I, I would say it's it's still applicable. Uh, coming out of somewhere, and basically they, basically he ran up on him saying that Lil Nas X was his. You better watch his tone because Lil Nas X is his niece, and you can get your ass whooped fucking with him. Boozy did not find this entertaining. Uh, Boozy did not see the humor in this, and just went from zero to a fucking hundred. And told this and told this man and called this man the f word, and told him to take his ass on. Mm. And his son literally had to physically remove him from the situation. Mm. His son, who I got to say, it is creepy that they have the same haircut. This is the same son that he ordered prostitutes for. Yes, yes. Hey. As a matter of fact, we're gonna we're 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 gonna go to a little clip. Mm. We're gonna go to a little clip just so y'all understand. Out of control. I know you. You the rapper the boost who be talking about me and my friends and my nieces. My niece, Lenaz X, that's my niece. And bitch, I'll beat you up. Talk shit now. Talk shit now. Whatever the fuck you is, you better get the fuck out. We're gonna wait. Run that back. Wait a minute. Did you? S- Boozy didn't even process what was happening, why it was happening. Or the context of what was happening, he went from zero to a motherfucking hundred. When your son has to remove you from a tense situation and be the mature adult, yeah, that's a problem. I mean, that was obviously that was obviously an ambush. One hundred, it was 100%. obviously an ambush, right? Uh, whatever the fuck you is, <laughs> failed. Damn. He couldn't. He he could not think of the homophobic epithet oh. to meet the situation. No, the and, and don't get me wrong. We're what Boozy said on his face is not funny. It's funny that Boozy could not, after all the unpacking and all the bullshit, could not read the room. Yeah, and it's funny that his son, who looks no older than twelve, had to remove him physically from the situation. Yeah, had to be the mature adult. That's when we know that no matter what, and and Lil Nas X is only responding to the shit Boozy has said over time. This is cumulative. And it's not even Lil Nas X. The people around him are responding. And at some point, 
you're this is the response you're going to get and these are the people you're going to have to field questions from and you have to be more prepared than this you have to be more prepared than this and i and this is the problem with boozy and this is probably why we've given him too many passes and i'm wrapping it up boozy is that nigga that never left the hood hmm. the everybody <laughs> not jail <laughs> and no matter you want to give them chances and you want to take them with you but you can't take everybody with you we as a society as a community are going into the future and boozy does not want to come boozy doesn't want to be there and we have to let him be where he is because this ain't it in jail <laughs> damn it Y'all wanted him freed. I, this is what y'all got. This was it worth it? Was it worth the bullshit we had to go through? Was Independent and Wipe Me Down worth it? I only named those because y'all can't name two boozy songs. Nobody listening to this podcast except probably Ryan Gabriel can listen <laughs> to two bo- can can name two boozy songs. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, boozy got it, it's time. It's time we got to let him go, fam. Shut the it's time. It we it's time for us to move on society wise. It's time for us to in time. It, yeah, it's time, fam. Like it's a little entertaining up to a point. It stop. Shut the fuck up. Did we do a podcast? Man, did we? We definitely did. And there and I have to say, in retrospect, and not just because I record this shit every week, they are correct. This shit is getting a little sad. <laughs> this shit is getting a little out of hand. And I'm fine with it. No, no, I'm fine with it. It's well within bounds. And, you know, Patreon's coming, so, you know, we'll offset it a little bit. Um, I, did, I think we did a good job with that. Guys, thank you so much. As always, it is a pleasure to pod for you. It is a pleasure to be your weekly entertainment. It is a pleasure to help you get through this nonsense we call life. And boozy. <laughs> and boozy badass. <laughs> um... We will not be back next week because we're gonna let we're gonna let Randall heal and medicate and get his life together. Yeah. Um, but after that, we will be back with more foolishness and fuckery and a bionic arm to slap the dog piss out of all you bitches. And um, I will probably be sober. Yeah, I'll be sober. I think you will. Yeah, I'll be sober. We're I gonna do that. I'm gonna have to remind myself a million times. Uh, but yeah. Um, I'm just gonna leave the bottle at home, and we're gonna be sober. Oh, we're just gonna do we're gonna we're gonna do it straight up, and see if the savagery, savagery still takes place. Hey. It will, it will. Um. Anyway, we'll be back next week. More foolishness and fuckery. In the meantime, this has been episode one five nine of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz, and I am Jason Whitlock's systolic and diastolic readings. <laughs> And as always, in part, titties. <laughs> Preferably not Jason Whitlock's. <laughs> uh, oh, ain't no telling what ain't no telling what snack cake's been hiding under there since past the expiration date. <laughs> he keeps fresh ones under the titties, man. Oh man, he switch he switch he switch them out he switch them out every hurricane season. <laughs> his uh, his uh. 
That nigga got little. That nigga got little Debbie snack cakes under. They call him MREs. He got an Amazon locker in his fupa. <laughs> beep 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 beep. Oh shit! Bye, niggas. <laughs> oh.